0: This podcast is a 98 Studios production. Hey, it's Christy. Welcome back to Do the Work. Today and every day, we will talk about things that really matter. You, your thoughts, your feelings, and your experiences. Relationships are what matter most, and they can be complicated. If you'd like a better connection with yourself, with others, and with God, you are in the right place. So glad you're here. Welcome back to Do the Work. With the holidays coming up, It's so easy to come to expect all good things. And the truth is that so many good things happen through these two months. We're more generous, more forgiving, more thoughtful. We find ways to show others that we care. We watch movies and TV shows that are uplifting and sweet. And the truth is also that sorrow, pain, trials do not take vacations. They don't sit on a back burner while we live a life pain-free for the holidays. So often our pain is exponentially increased because we believe that we should not have pain. It is a tender thing to sit with my clients and hear some of their beliefs about pain. They sound like this. If I were a better person, this wouldn't have happened to me. Or if I were more beautiful or handsome, had taken better care of myself, just been a better spouse, then this wouldn't have happened. If God loved me, then he would never have let this happen. If I loved God, this probably wouldn't have happened. When it comes out of me, it sounds more like, I must have deserved this, or I'm just waiting for the next shoe to drop. These beliefs and others like it are not true. We are here on this earth to learn, grow, and progress. And this happens best when there is friction, conflict, pain. I've said many times that I am the nicest person I know when I have no one else in my life. Start adding other humans, and my true character, my weaknesses, my strengths, start to shine. So do yours. A popular author said, It's so hard to forget pain, but it's even harder to remember sweetness. We have no scar to show for happiness. We learn so little from peace. In 2002, I was going through a painful experience and started going to therapy for the first time. My therapist, Lynn Scoresby, said, Christy, you need support. You need to gather women around you that are strong and loving. So I did. I reached out. I had just moved. We had moved back to Utah in 98 and then lived in American Fork for just three years. But I reached out to four women from that area, and then we had moved from American Fork. To an, a, an area close by, but I reached out to these other these four women and asked them if they'd like to go to lunch. I did not tell these friends that I was going through anything at the time. I did share about fourteen years later why I had gathered them, but at the time I just wanted to surround myself with good women, and I asked them if they would be those women. One of those friends suggested we invite another woman from the neighborhood. I didn't know her really well, but I knew. I I knew that I liked her and I knew that she'd been through some very painful experiences as well and was I was so happy to have her join. Back around the time that time I read Hiram Smith's book Pain is Inevitable, Misery is Optional. I believe that is true and my friend Sandy is the embodiment of that statement. Sandy, welcome. Thank you, Christy.
1: I don't know that I'm the embodiment of anything. But thank you for asking me to be on your podcast. I admire everything about you. No. Oh. You've been a great friend and
0: I'm s- mentor. No. I I I feel that for you. That is what I feel for you and I do think well, we'll let them be the judge. As they listen. <laughs> um, Sandy is a divorced mother of 3, a grandmother of 4. Recently and by the way, she is not just a grandmother. Like, I, I'm i a grandmother. I love my kids, and I talk to them, play with them. She's out playing catch with them. I don't know. She's, she's their good friend. She is such a good grandmother. She recently returned missionary from the Zimbabwe Harare, Harare? Mm-hmm. mission. Harare. Harare. Can we give a shout-out to your people in Zimbabwe. Yes, go to Z-H-M. <laughs> okay, good. <laughs> she's a new retiree after a 32-year paralegal career. She loves to golf, play pickleball, hike, bike, and mostly she loves her grandkids. Sandy, I'm going to add this. That was the end of anything she shared with me, but Sandy is genuine and fun. She's always up for an adventure. And trust me, you want Sandy on your team. It doesn't matter what you're doing. You just, you want her. I promise you want her. So Sandy, welcome again. Thank you, Christy. I'm just wondering, would you share your story with us? And I want to be clear with our listeners. When I say share your story, I know that we're just getting the bullet points. We're not even getting close to your whole story. And I want to actually want to honor that because it's those pieces that we almost never hear in public that are really the most refining things. Um, And yet sometimes they're too private or sacred or whatever, we don't share them, but I'd love as many bullet points as you're willing to give. (laughs) Okay. So
1: I met my husband at BYU and we got married in the St. George Temple and he he was a school teacher. And after 23 years of marriage, I learned that he had been sexually abusing young boys throughout our entire marriage. And, And so it ended in divorce and it was something very shocking to the community, community, and it was very public. It was on the news, on, in the paper, it was everywhere. Why was it so public? Probably because he was a school teacher. He was well-known in the community. He mm. did a lot of stuff with kids during the summers, and he sang in the Tabernacle Choir, so he was known. He sang at a lot of funerals in yeah. the community. He was just really well-known. So it was a big news story. I, I think the news was slow that day it came out because... It was the number one story. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> really. um, there was a, for a while, I was embarrassed to even go out. I'd do my grocery shopping in the middle of the night or I'd go up to Salt mm-hmm. Lake where people didn't know me because when I'd run into people, I would see the look in their eyes like, oh, yeah. I know what happened. Everybody that knew us
0: knew. And so many people don't know what to say, do they? They don't they know just, what to say. Does that look mm-hmm. like,
1: ew. Oh. Yeah. 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 <laughs> right. So at the time, my oldest child a daughter was engaged to be married and my next son had a mission call and was leaving on his mission to brazil and my youngest son was turning 12 and uh that was a difficult time obviously for us but um we weathered the storm and and moved along about that time you know finances became an issue I was working. but
0: About that time. Yes.
1: <laughs> when he was now in prison, yeah, it, it became an issue. And I had some friends come to me and say, we can help you. We're in a position and we've met this guy. And if you'll you know, take out a second mortgage in your home and um, you'll start getting money back. And I did that took out a second mortgage and I started getting monthly income back and it was all great until I learned that the friend was now in jail on a securities fraud charge and I panicked and and then the FBI came to my door (sighs) and I'm I'm gonna be their star witness for a Ponzi scheme that I was now involved in.
0: Were you the star witness? (laughs) Yes. (laughs) Um, How how, how, How much time had passed from when your husband had gone to prison? Less than a year. Mm.
1: So um we, we so the money stopped? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> and there were there were times when I wondered why is all of this happening? Why why didn't this work out? And we had some really great things happen, some real blessings. Like somebody knocked at my door one day after I'd figured out I wasn't gonna be able to keep my house. And I actually refinanced and trying to make ends meet. And I was just a little short. I thought, I'm going to have to move. And somebody knocked at my door and said, hey, I've heard about your story and I want to help. His name was Rick Farr from Alpine. Hmm. And he said, I've just started the Farsight Foundation and and you're my first. And he said, we want to go down and look at your basement and see if we can turn that into an apartment so that you can have some renters and be able to stay in your home. And he had a friend with him and they went down and he later said, "I'm giving ten thousand dollars to your bishop, and if your ward members will do the labor, it's enough money to uh, create a basement apartment." So that happened, and I had renters right from the get go, and I've had them ever since, mm. which has been such a blessing.
0: Which allowed you to keep your home.
1: It allowed me to stay in my home.
0: Yep. Oh, Sandy.
1: But all I, to save my home, I we gave away all. I gave. I cashed in all our retirement. And so I was starting over in retirement and another blessing was that I had a phone call saying, hey, I have this job that's opened up at a, actually it was I Am Flash Technologies and mm-hmm. I applied there and got a job and increased my wages, increased my benefits and actually they paid for schooling if you, if you want to go back to school, which I just had an associate degree so I went back and finished my bachelor while I was working that at night and increased my pay enough that I was I was okay and I just started putting as much money in retirement as I could I thought for a long time I'm never going to be able to retire I'll have to work till the day I die I'll never get my house paid off
0: and you were committed to that because you had one option right,
1: right. <laughs> Yes there wasn't a
0: there wasn't a slew of options for you Right so I yeah. just lived frugally and saved as much as I could and you know Sandy I have to say this because as you're talking there will be a a picture we'll post a picture of Sandy and I on my Instagram and Facebook pages, but she sounds so mild and so um, I don't know. You just sound like you couldn't rule the world, but the truth is you could <laughs> your, your 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 voice is soft, but your power, I, I don't I don't have words to describe what you are capable of and what I've watched you do. so as I'm listening to you and I'm imagining others listening to you. I I just want them to know that when you say I got a job and like they were thrilled to have you come work for them and you basically owned I am flash. No I'm just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> but but
1: very good at what you do.
0: Yes or no, Sandy?
1: Oh I, I did I did all did okay. I did all right.
0: <laughs> <laughs> yes. The answer is yes. Okay, go on.
1: <laughs> okay. Um Then the time came that I had some health problems and I ended up getting a hysterectomy and um, went back for my two-week checkup. And they said, oh, you had cancer in your right ovary. I'm like, well, it's good you took that out. And they're like, oh, it's not that easy. It's a very aggressive form. We don't know if it's spread. We need to do another surgery. And anyway, so then... (laughs) I did the whole chemotherapy and another surgery and luckily it was in stage one. It was ovarian cancer, which is usually found at stage four. So I was very blessed with that. And I remember being really
0: frustrated at first. I was like, are you kidding me? One more thing. I don't need this. One more thing. How how, how many years had passed again? Now, you found out about your husband. Mm -hmm. You'd lost didn't lose your house, but you had gone through the Ponzi schemes. Star witness. <laughs> then how long until I was? It was probably ten years okay. later
1: that I now have cancer, and and I'm like, what, what why, why this one more thing? And I I re- did get calm, and in a prayer one night I said, why this one more thing, Heavenly Father? You know. I will follow you. This can't be a test to see if I'm going to stay. I, you know, I'm going to stay. <laughs> and immediately into my mind came the words, I'll make it up to you. And, you know, how we women are, we kind of, it's okay. You don't have to. I'll be fine. <laughs> but that's how you are. I'd be like, yes. <laughs> <laughs> when? <laughs> but anyway, it turns out that there are huge blessings even from cancer. And I it turned out I was a downwinder. Grew up in Beaver, Utah, and the government has set aside money for victims that lived in southern Utah that get cancer because of the radiation or the mm-hmm. atomic bomb that they were practicing with. Anyway, wow. it's a downwinder. And and the government handed me fifty thousand dollars and I put that all on my house and just kept plugging away, getting that paid off. And I got my house paid off. And it's just interesting because I had said to Heavenly Father over and over, I really want to serve a mission. I know I'll probably never be able to because I won't even be able to retire. I will never get my house paid off. And suddenly that, that dream came to reality with help from cancer. <laughs> the so I just have been so richly blessed. I, I struggled also. I, my son who left on his mission two days after learning about his dad Came home early after nine months, and he had ulcers and not well. And several months later, he he shared with us that he was gay, and uh, he is the nicest, best kid. I just love it's him wonderful. to death. He's just the most talented, and and that was hard at first, but we really have just rallied around him and, and loved him. And my younger son also left the church. He decided he was ready to go on a mission. Decided not to. Mm-hmm. He was worried about having to come home early because some of his friends had and he had never lived on his own. So he went to college and became friends with somebody who wasn't active and, and he followed along
0: there. So that that was difficult to go through also. But But also, as you described that Sandy, it would be very hard when you described your husband and you know, how involved he was in religious things. It would, it would be hard to connect those things Yeah, for your boys for sure.
1: Yeah, Dad's always said this, but look what he was
0: doing. That would be very hard. Yep, I love your boys. Oh, I love all the children, (laughs) but they are really good humans. They really are. They're amazing. So we started going to lunch, in I think it was two thousand two. It might have been two thousand three. I don't know. It was around then, and we have kept those lunches up. Every now and then we'll move to monthly, but (laughs) you know, quarterly or every other month. We we've and as i've watched i promise you if all six of us were sitting here as we've watched you parent and love your children and your grandchildren it is it's just really a sight to behold and i don't know do you ever get mad i want you please have you ever gotten mad Sandy? oh
1: oh yeah (laughs) okay good and i was angry when all this happened and it was it it was frustrating. I would set it aside and think it doesn't do me any good to be angry. I hate to be miserable and anger does that makes me miserable. And I would set it aside and go on it. But there would be things that would come up that would make me angry again. And mostly if it affected my children, things he had done have a negative effect on my kids. And then the mother bear comes out
0: (laughs) and I get angry again. Yes. Mm -hmm. Yes. Mm Yeah, it's it's been beautiful to watch you love your children and learn a lot from you there. Okay, did I cut you off? Was there anything else that you were wanting to share about, I mean, your story? Oh, yes, there is more. Is there? Keep going. <laughs> is there? <laughs> oh, there's more. <laughs> um, well, your mission. Oh, I
1: mean, oh, Tell yeah. us about that. Okay, so... <laughs> Had some and how that happened. One, one of the sisters that, one of the ladies that we go to lunch with, yeah. she and her husband got a mission call to serve as mission leaders in the Zimbabwe Harare mission. And I was two years away from retirement, and they came to me and said, "Can you come? We need somebody that knows how to work a computer." <laughs> and I was able to. Mm-hmm. I had my house paid off. I had retirement set up and had money set aside for a mission, and I was able to go and. It what a huge blessing. I, I did a 23 month mission. I got home just in July of this year and it, it was amazing. I learned much more even about myself. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. When you say amazing, does that include painful? Yeah. yeah. Yes. It was hard. Yeah. Missions are hard. And you know, there's over in Zimbabwe, you're lucky if you have electricity. Yeah. To cook something on your stove. Yes. <laughs> and there's no air conditioning there's no heat and it's this it's a third world country the, the money system doesn't work the same and there's a lot of corruption you can't trust the policeman its it's hard and it was hard work that i was in the mission office i was the finance secretary in the mm. mission office and it was hard work i think i worked harder there than i did in
0: my full time job really <laughs> i just got paid differently. Yeah, <laughs> they couldn't fire you, and you got paid differently. <laughs> um, why
1: was it hard? Why did you have to work harder? There's just 160 missionaries that all need money, and the money system doesn't work very well. And there's a there's bills to pay and rent to pay and apartments mm-hmm. to find, and just really busy. They they need help in the offices. <laughs>
0: I bet they were so sad. I know they were sad when you left. <laughs> <laughs> okay, again, the fact that you were able to retire two years early—the miracle when the <laughs> when the story you had told yourself how many years earlier? Yeah, oh, twenty years. Twenty years earlier. Twenty years earlier was I- I'll work till I have to till I die. Yeah, <laughs> right. I I really love that because the stories we tell ourselves are so often heavy, and depressing and and just like completely made up but they feel real in our head right Right. we the truth is we don't know what's around the next corner we just don't and your willingness to just keep moving through and around corners the fact that you retired early i just think that is <laughs> glorious i count it as a miracle yeah <laughs> for sure yeah it was it- Okay, so I just have some questions for you because, again, we're going to the holidays. I love the holidays. I really do. I love so many things about them. And I'm very aware that real life keeps happening through the holidays. It feels like, oh, maybe I'm just more, I don't know I was going to say, it feels like people die more (laughs) around Christmas, but they don't. I'm sure I'm just making that up. But when they do, it's like, oh, it's a tender time right here this month, this week, you know, whatever. Okay. So I have some questions. Um, Well, you said you don't like to be angry, but you've had a lot to be angry about if you chose that. Obviously you haven't chosen it. Did you just choose not to? How did you work through it?
1: Well, I really hate the feeling of Mm -hmm. being upset all the time and angry. How would you describe the feeling? Just angry, just mad, unhappy. Yeah, I I can't relate to people. I'm take it out on others sometimes. Mm-hmm. My kids, mm-hmm.
0: and it's just it's just not a happy way to be. Yeah. So just that the fact that you're saying I just I'm choosing not to. It's a that. choice for sure. It's a choice. Yeah. You can choose to be angry forever, and yeah.
1: angry at everything, or you can choose to let it go and look at the positive things in
0: life. And there's yeah. so many of those. Yes. So many tender mercies. So would you say that's how you were you've been able to move through you've you've looked for things the blessings instead of for sure focused on the loss like mm-hmm. i've
1: really focused on things i can be grateful for i've listened to a uh, hundred tapes on forgiveness <laughs> mm-hmm. and i've listened to uplifting music when i'm in my car and i just chose to do those types of things and i feel like you know i ask you know help me through this and Sometimes you're not sure if you're being helped, and, and one day I was with my oldest son, and we were driving for a work project, and I just—he was home, so I invited him to come with me, and he said, "Mom, I just look at you, and you seem, after everything we've been through, you seem like you're so strong, and that you're getting stronger. And I keep thinking if one more thing happens to us, I'm going to lose it. Mm. And, and it wasn't till then that I stopped and thought, I, I am being." Boyed up and lifted and helped through Mm. difficult times and he went a different direction yeah and it made a difference yeah because you're reaching
0: you're reaching up right yeah yep trying to find the good in life yeah (laughs) it's really really beautiful and i love his awareness of like what's happening over here (laughs) this you're you are not responding in what might be a more um common way to respond to your life experiences. Because again, the details we're not talking about could really devastate families and individuals and all those kinds of things. Mm -hmm. You know, Sandy, I think that's something I've really loved and admired about you as well. I've never heard you want to hurt anybody with your words, but you're also willing to speak honestly to your situation, to people that you try. I'm assuming you've shared with us, so to people that you trust, which I think is also a um, a tool to help move through pain and trauma. To be open and honest yes. about it, not try to hide it. Yes, I agree. Yeah, you you do that. I think you do that really well too. Okay. So, what have you learned about pain? I hate it, but
1: I also love the outcome. Can I say that? Yeah, You can. You <laughs> say what you want.
0: Tell me more. What do you mean?
1: I just think that while I look at myself before all of this happened and compared to where I am now and how much I've learned and how much I've grown, I wouldn't want to change it. I wouldn't want to go through it again. <laughs> <laughs> wouldn't want to go through anything else. But yeah. when it happens, I just see the growth and the change that comes and Greater love that I feel, even even being able to share, and so many people have come to me and said, I, "I know what you've been through. Will you help me? I'm going through this, and I've been able to reach out and help others." And I just think we don't change unless we have adversity. Yeah, it makes it much easier to change. Yeah, when we go through d- difficult.
0: It's back things. to that quote from that author: "We learn so little from peace." Yes, it's. I would say to my boys. Or I did say, I don't know if they'll remember this, but when you're sitting on the bench or when you're playing and you're making shots and you're, you know, there's not a lot to learn in that space. You sit on the bench, you miss your shots, you don't get time to play. You're going to learn a lot. There's a lot to learn in the spaces that are painful. And that's, that's in sports. I mean, it's just life in general, right? Okay. It's a blessing. Adversity could be a blessing. Yeah, just doesn't feel like it at the time. A blessing in the sense, in the sense of if we want to learn, grow, right. and progress, right? Then we see it that way, right? Yeah. You know, as we're talking about this, I recognize this is like um, it could be. Oh, that's lovely. You have no idea what's actually happened in my life. You know, someone who's listening to this could say that, right. and I, I, I believe you. I believe that there are some very, very, very painful experiences out there. And so much of what I do as a coach and so much of my personal belief is that we get to choose every day. We don't get to choose the optional pain, the inevitable pain. We don't get to choose if our husband makes choices that hurts other people or if we get cancer or if we believed someone when they said, hey, I can help you financially or the choices that our children or our friends or our parents, we don't get to choose any of that, but we do get to choose how we respond to it. And if we don't know how to choose differently than what we're doing, that's the reason there are professionals. That's the reason we have friends and family. And, you know, there's so... None of this is just like, just choose happiness. That's not what we're saying. We're choosing, we're saying, choose to learn, to grow and progress. Oprah Winfrey said, turn your wounds into wisdom. That I feel like that's happened with me. Yeah, I do too. You can actually see that in you. <laughs> Any other thoughts about that? Um, just that I have learned so
1: much about myself and about others and being kind and gentle with others and everybody's going through hard, hard, hard things. And it just helps you to be more resilient and able to have compassion for
0: others. I think. Yeah, no doubt. Yeah. Empathy. If you'll let it, empathy can increase in large amounts when we've had our own suffering. That's, Oftentimes, where that comes from, right? It's good. Okay, I have another question for you. What have you learned about God through your adversity?
1: I've learned that He's really there, and that He is willing to help. That He wants us to be happy, and sometimes He lets allows bad things to happen, like the cancer, for instance. Like I was pretty upset about that. Yeah. <laughs> and then it's like, oh. <laughs> I served a mission because I had cancer. Yeah. <laughs> that money that came from Not everybody gets money. Yeah. Yeah. They <laughs> get cancer, but that was there's just blessings if you look for
0: them. And I think he's just so aware of us and loves us. Everybody. Yeah. It's an interesting thing for me. I wanted to be mad at God. <laughs> and I recognize for me to be mad at God meant that I. What, what I really was doing was distracting from just feeling the pain. I didn't want to feel different pain from different experiences in my life. And so often anger is, you know, a protector for our wounds. In fact, it is a protector for our wounds and for our pain. And so we like to point it in different directions where we think someone could have, you know, we're mad at the person who cut us off or we're mad at the parent who didn't you know, who hurt us in whatever way and, and, or we're mad at God. And ultimately those are all really distractions from feeling. feeling. Yeah. And in feeling is where we're going to heal eventually.
1: I remember first learning about my husband and I remember kneeling down and saying, "Only father, I don't know what this is all going to involve. And how hard this is going to be, but I'm going to need your help. I'm telling you right now. Yeah, (laughs) I gotta have your help, and I've felt that over and over. It's not been easy, but it's yeah. I've learned to really trust that Mm. that
0: will come. When he says, "Come unto me, and I will give you rest," it doesn't mean I will give you a life free of pain, (laughs) right? Right. It means I will give you rest. You don't have to carry it alone. Yes.
1: Yeah. Can feel peace. What
0: have you learned about others? through
1: your adversity oh I've learned that most everybody is so kind and willing to help and it was a pretty embarrassing thing when this was all in the news and pretty embarrassed about it I had a couple of people say Are you kidding me you lived with him that long you didn't know
0: like I didn't
1: know and and
0: did I worry yeah And you've been my friend this long and I didn't know about you either <laughs> I'm <kidding. laughs> But for the most
1: part, everybody was so loving and kind, accepting, just like the people showed up at my door to help. And I had home teachers that came and I'm sure you can get a second mortgage on your, or take out a refinance. I'm sure you can refinance. I'm like, I don't think so. Let's do it. Let's do it. It, I just helped you do it. mm -hmm, I just had a lot of support. I felt support in all of it.
0: You know, what was the guy that came and said, I want to give you $10,000? That's, yeah, Rick Farr. I don't ever want to forget
1: his name. No, and he he called it the Farsight Foundation, and he was on, an entrepreneur that taught at Utah Valley and I think at BYU some. Wow! But
0: I've been to his house a few times since, and he's just a great guy. <laughs> as you, as I think about that, I think you know I don't have ten thousand dollars to just go hand someone you know to to help them get out of, but I do have dinner. Yeah. Or, Christy, you brought me bread when I got I cancer. Do you remember? No. Yes. <laughs> so sweet. I don't remember that. <laughs> I have bread. Yeah. I think, well, we'll talk about what we hope we <laughs> so someone could do at, at this. But I just, it's easy to hear stories like that and think, oh, I wish I had $10,000 to give someone.
1: Right.
0: That is a, That too is a distraction. A more effective way to think about that would be, What do I have? What can I give? What can I do for somebody? Can I do to help? Yes, my podcast that was released just before this one talked about. I talked about things that I was grateful for, and I to receive something from someone that you didn't even know you needed, (laughs) or even like you knew you needed something, but you didn't know you needed maybe your basement fixed so you could have someone come in. Didn't know that was an option. Yeah, yeah. To receive that is just. I don't know. It's a special kind of like, is. there's a love. I feel this since I recorded that podcast, I want to do a whole nother podcast because I left a hundred people out. <laughs> kind of things that, that, that help you in your me. yard or help you fix a leak or, or a text. I do. Yeah. If my yeah. Daughter in law will text <laughs> and say, Hey, I've just been thinking about you. And I literally want to pick up my phone and say, move home. I want to give you a hug. <laughs> Just the kindness, the gentleness, the, there's just so many, when you say what you learned about people is they're generally, most of them are good. So supportive and kind. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Me too. They're amazing. That's interesting because you've also been pretty deceived Mm -hmm. by certain individuals as well. Right. I didn't hear any of that. So is there, is there that? Do you have a hard time trusting? Do you? check resources now do you have someone in the fbi that helps i reserve the right to do a background check on anybody i date good oh can we talk about that sandy i just yeah anyone i'll do a background check on anyone you date you are pure gold and anyone who you find whoever you find they're what a gift to them you better believe there has to be a background check Thank you, Christy. (laughs) You're hired. I got your back. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, it's good. Okay. Thank you for sharing what you've learned. I I say it a lot. We are here to learn, grow, and progress. And I talk a lot about pain, a lot about suffering, because I do believe that's where it's going to happen. It's where growth happens. It's where growth happens. It's sweet. My daughter just had a baby this week. It's my third little congratulations, grandbaby. Thank you. Awesome. And as I watch her and even him, the process of bringing the child into this world, and then all that has to happen to keep a child alive and well and happy, it's painful. There's just a lot of physical pain that you have to experience, emotional pain, right. mental pain. It just, I mean, it's from day one. It is from day one. And yet at some point we stop, we, we, we get this like, wait, I shouldn't be having pain. And the truth is, yes, we should. Two things can be true. I can be happy and joyful and I can also feel pain, right? To myself, especially when things feel hard, I will say to myself, pain is a feeling I'm willing to feel because if I'm not willing to feel it, that's where it goes sideways. Then you're pretending and you're being somebody else. You're pretending to be somebody else. That's where addictions come from. That's where denial and deceit and all kinds of things come from is when I'm not willing to just work through and feel. My life experiences is really what it is. Right. I give a lot of credit to the group of
1: friends that we went to lunch, but we also walked a lot in the early mornings. Yeah. And my memory is that I talked and talked and talked and they listened and I was able to be, it was safe to be honest and open and share all of that. So,
0: I'd moved by friends. then, so I wasn't one of the walking friends. But <laughs> you're right. They are good friends. And something tells me that you're doing some of the listening today in that same group. so great to be on the other side. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that's the beauty is there is another side. There is another side. If we'll keep walking, there's another side. That's yep. That's really so true. Okay. The holidays, how have they changed for you? Ah, uh, well, for the first six years, they just were
1: without him. Yeah, <laughs> so he was in prison. Yeah, but um, since then, um, my my kids have a relationship with him still, yes. and they um, play golf together, and and they get together and have dinner, and different sometimes he's remarried, and it's a good it's a good thing. I always told my kids, I always felt like my kids needed the love of both their parents and you know they're careful they with their children and and, and i think it's good i we do some different things than what we used to do i, I love thanksgiving because we ask put questions underneath our plate, and we ask it's, it's a conversation starter basically and yeah. it's like tell me somebody outside the family that has had an influence in your life and why and we've had some of the best conversations of things i didn't know about and we'll say what's What's something that you want to do to help somebody else? And you know, (laughs) Mm -hmm. we talk a lot about gratitude and being thankful. My favorite quote from this last conference: He says, "You're you're never happier than you are grateful." I said that to all my kids the other day.
0: (laughs) Wow, that is really good. You're never happier than you are grateful.
1: And then he goes on to say, you know, you would look at things differently if you woke up every morning with only the things you were grateful for the
0: night before. Wow. (laughs) You know, I think that I'm I'm imagining you talking about things to be grateful for with your family who's had so much loss in their family and pain. And I think that works because they're allowed to talk about the loss, too. If we're only willing to talk about what we're grateful for, they're going to stop coming to dinner. right? (laughs) But if we have shared
1: a lot about the pain and the, the experiences and yeah, we've talked talked much about that
0: they get to talk about they can all of it with you yes it's really beautiful which again requires you to work through your pain so you're available to hear and validate them right. so good sandy mm-hmm. okay sandy at the end of every podcast i i like to leave just one suggestion of hey this week you could think about this or do this from something that we've talked about or even something that we haven't said yet
1: okay i i would say don't ever be afraid to ask Heavenly Father for what you want in the future. Not that you'll get it, but I think so many people don't ask. They're hoping. And I think if you ask, there's amazing things that can happen. That's a little off the subject, isn't it?
0: Not at all. <laughs> it's actually very applicable. As you said that, I thought, oh, that's a vulnerable question. That's a vulnerable, like to say, hey, can I... Can I have that lots of us have gotten really good. Like, Hey, I mean, it's like no problem. It doesn't really matter. But if there's like an extra or, you know, we get in this habit of not going straight vulnerably to ask what we'd like. And I think that's becoming as little children, that kids ask for
1: everything. Mm. They quickly go to a parent and ask, ask, ask. And I think we, we shouldn't hesitate to do that. And you can't expect it, everything, here you go, here you go. (laughs) But over time, I just, I know he, that's how I know he loves us so much, is that it will come to pass if that's something you really want
0: and work for it. We're not entitled to anything. But we've been commanded to ask. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, that's, that's great. Anything else? Look for things to be grateful for.
1: They're out there.
0: Look for everything you can find. I agree. There's a saying that time heals all wounds. That's not true. (laughs) In time, our brain and our choices can numb our pain or we can stuff it. But to heal and move through pain requires us to feel it, to talk about it, to gather a support group and listen and talk and share and listen some more. We're not victims to our experiences. We get to choose if we want to work through them or not we we can be victimized we're not victims i've said that multiple times we don't have to stay stuck two things can be true it can be the holiday season and my heart can feel joy and pain at the same time i think what i would hope people would take from this podcast is to choose humility i'm sitting across from you sandy and i really do know like if I'm, if I'm having to do something hard, I, I want you on my team. And if, if I'm, especially if I'm playing pickleball or golf or anything, <laughs> I want you on my side, <laughs> but really anything hard. I, I, you are so capable, so much stronger than your sweet voice <laughs> sounds. And I would just say, choose humility. I see, I can see and hear and feel Humility, which is really just a willingness to learn, a willingness to submit your will to a higher will. And I would just say, I'm going to do it this week. What in my life, where do I need more humility? What's keeping me from being humble to your last suggestion to ask for what I want? (sighs) The deep breaths (laughs) and humility. Sandy, thank you for coming and having this conversation with me. I love you. Thank you, Christy. I love you. I'm so grateful for your influence in my life. And I can say that same thing. We'll have many choices in our days and in our weeks. Sandy and I hope you'll choose to do the work. If you'd like to be a guest on the podcast, share a written experience, or ask me a question, Go to CoachChristy.life and fill out the podcast questionnaire and we'll be in touch with you soon. There are no dumb questions or experiences, just opportunities to learn and do the work. Have a great week.